Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. And today, for the first time ever, we are sponsored by the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Thank you to Mitch Isaacs and friends over there. We'll have more on that in just a moment. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Lauren Reber, co-owner of The Caffeinery. All right, back in the 80s, uh, I was going to, I, what was I in, middle school or something like that? And uh, Going to your Monsters of Rock concerts. Geraldo Rivera comes out with the Satanistic documentary. Do you remember that? I do. I was younger than you, so I remember, like, just parts of it. But yes, I remember Satanic Panic was, like, a big thing back in the 80s and 90s. So did you have any experience with, with that, other than the Geraldo? I watched that documentary. I think we all did uh, uh, growing up, that, that sort of thing. I was taken back by it, but I didn't, it wasn't. So your parents weren't like, oh my, all Satan is everywhere and is going to steal my kids away. No, no. There was no panic ar- ar- around me or any of my friends, anything like that. We were all listening to the music anyway. We thought it was interesting that if you play it backwards, like, wah, wah, wah. I sing to you, my sweet Satan. Yeah. Was that, it that Judas that, Priest that, or that, something? Then it became cool. To, well, like, well, well what you, else are they saying? Can, can you do that on anything? There, that, that was kind of cool. Oh, well, so. I remember, I mean, there was big talk about, you know who was doing the backward masking and what it was and how that's Satan, what it was called like, we called it back masking so it's playing the record backwards, backwards. you can only do it on records right you the can't tapes, do that on a tape yeah so yeah we but there was like a whole thing of like which artists were back masking and you know and eventually people i think they started doing it just because it was popular and like it was the cool thing to do because we made it popular yeah um but i also remember we had lots of people i mean it was always the talk like somebody was doing satanic sacrifices somewhere uh camp chesterfield was always like they some people were saying they were sacrificing chickens and whatever out there all the time oh yeah the, uh, the, 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 the spiritualist camp because i i lived in ellick and Ander- anderson so like camp chesterfield was like right in the back everybody's backyards yeah uh I don't think anybody's actually out there sacrificing. <laughs> I think they just worship the earth and whatever, and I don't know what they do out there, but I don't think they're sacrificing chickens or virgins or anybody else. So. But that was the story back then. Oh, absolutely. Like, we weren't even supposed to go around it because the devil lives there, obviously. Um, so we had that, um, and then it was, you know, it was the talk, like, people were just into Satan and worshiping Satan and all of that. Um, so I remember, I think I was in junior high, so this was in the 90s, um, there was this big guy in the big in the Christian scene, and he was like touring churches. His name was Mike Warnke, okay. which is hard to, hard to say. But his whole thing is he was, he used to be in the Church of Satan, and he got to like the high priest of the Church of Satan. Okay. And he was like sacrificing virgins and like doing all kinds of stuff. And uh, and then at one point he was work. He also said he was like working construction and he fell off a- off of like an iron thing and like broke every bone in his body. It's like, which one? Which one is it, dude? Did you fall and break every bone in your body or are you the Church of Satan? Apparently he was both. Anyway, he toured around. He went around to churches. I know me and my family went and saw him at a church in Anderson. The place was packed, talking about how he was so terrible and he did all these terrible things and he was the high priest and he had people like sacrificing, you know, and like throwing themselves at him and whatever and all this stuff wow. and how Jesus found, you know, he found Jesus obviously and now he gave all that up and now he is touring the country. He wrote a book. 
I think it was called Satan Cellar. Um, wow, nice. That's just like in the top of my head. That's how, a great name for a book. I mean, it is a good name for a book, <laughs> if it was true. Turns out later, like, somebody did this whole expose on him, and he was never in any of that. Like, He it, just made it up. He just made it up. Oh. And he went around, and people gave love offerings, and I'm sure he made a lot of money, and he sold this book, and all that kind of thing. Uh, but cashing in on the satanic panic of the 80s and 90s. Yeah, I remember uh, there was a rock and roll you know, rock and roll has has Satanism attached oh, to well, a, yeah, a of lot. Course. But there was King Diamond, and King Diamond. I, uh, I never watched him in concert. But uh, but yeah, he he had a white face. Uh, he had black makeup. Uh, you this, know, white face, black makeup. This sounds like Kiss. It, he was he he could have been a member of Kiss. He okay. would have fit right in. But of course, oh, Motley yeah. Crue was big into it, like in the at, at the at the beginning. Oh yeah, as a shtick though. It's, well yeah, even like Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath. Like I've read his um his biography. And, like, he embraced it because it made him popular and cool and everything. But he's like, I was not actually, like, worshipping the devil. And I didn't actually mean to bite the head off of that bat or anything. It just yeah, weird stuff happened. Bat, doves, bats, whatever. He was, uh, he was kind of goofed up back then. Well, he was goofed up. And he thought it was <laughs> fake because they always handed him fake ones. And so one time they asked, they handed him a real one and he thought it was fake. So anyway, that's a digression. But, yeah, that was a big thing. And we, we talked about... All, that was a big thing in our youth group, like devil music and Satanism and don't go to Camp Chesterfield and like sacrifice chickens or anything like that. This episode of Gone Boss is being sponsored by the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Yes. Schaefer Leadership Academy, we love them. Um, uh, and not just because they're our sponsor, but because Matt and I have both gone t- through their emergence program. Yes. I so had a great time. It was awesome. Like, it was, what, eight weeks? Yes. And every week you meet with the same group of people. I thought it was really cool. Like, when I did it, I, I walked into the room, and we know a lot of people in town. But like, I went in that room, and I didn't know. I only knew two other people in there. Um, but I've made some awesome relationships, people I wouldn't have met otherwise and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, and it really helped me figure out who I am as a leader. And some of those games were crazy. Ugh. What about the, uh, the, the hula hoop? The hula hoop... Now Tisha, that was that one was the devil to me. That was the devil to me too. <laughs> Tisha says that my group was the worst group that's ever done it. Now I think she maybe says that to every group that's in there who's doing a terrible job. Uh, but my group was terrible, and I wanted to give up. But Mitch and Tisha both came out to me and was like, "Don't give up. You guys can do it." And we rallied and we made it happen, and it was great. So it they, was all about teamwork and team building and all of that. So yeah, they put you in a team of uh, what eight to ten people or yeah. something like that. You all put your uh, uh, index fingers out and you're holding up a hula hoop. And the point is to you want to get it down. And eventually, in my group at least, I was like, "All right, we need to do this all together at the same time." So I was like, "One, two, three, lower." One, two, three, lower. And we did that all the way down. Now, and we don't give away the there. secrets of how to beat this Oh, my this goodness. Thing. I just ruined it for anybody who else <laughs> is going in emergence. You can thank me later. <laughs> no problem. But visit our friends at Schaefer Leadership Academy at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Lauren Reber of the Caffeinery. Thank Hello. you so Hello. much for bringing the coffee Yummy this morning. Coffee, You're so delicious. Welcome. Yeah. 
So we cute. love having the cafeteria. I mean, it's like right around the corner yes. from our office. Uh-huh. So like we can literally go out the back door and no, walk, through the, <laughs> walk through the walk through the parking lot yep. and get our caffeine fix yep. and your yummy chicken salad sandwiches. Yes. Those are my favorite. Yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know what made you decide on that chicken salad sandwich, but that is my all time favorite, yeah. favorite version. Well, Doesn't have walnuts. Doesn't have grapes. Right. Thank goodness. No weird yeah. stuff in it. No, I mean, we don't do too many savory items in the shop, so we just do a couple and I'm like, oh, chicken salad croissant sounds amazing so right. we'll just do that it is it's Thank good you so it's much easy to make it. so yeah, yeah. and anytime yeah. i'm over there and you don't have them i'm like oh, oh i know yeah, they're sold out uh, yeah <laughs> it's fine <laughs> i feel like i have to take the wrath of that every day <laughs> no i'm sure i'm sorry <laughs> that's okay yeah so tell us a little bit about yourself like are you a muncie native i am a muncie native yep born and raised okay. um grew up in a very musical family my parents owned um, a store called the music room growing up. Oh, so okay. I grew up with a lot of music mm. and, um, do you play bit. instruments? I do play. Yeah. I play piano. I've played since I was two or three, I oh, think wow. is when my mom kind of sat me on a piano and had me play. And, um, so yeah, I play, I play piano. I tried to do a guitar not that long ago. I'm not the greatest at it, but I did enjoy my lessons and guitar and is stuff. harder than you think. It is very <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Cause I, I took guitar lessons and I'm like, Oh, I play piano mm-hmm. and saxophone and all these other things. Surely I could teach myself this guitar thing. And yeah. I was like, no, no, I can't. It's tough. <laughs> so yeah. I took lessons and yeah yeah i know i'd like to get back into doing lessons but i got so busy so i'm like okay i'm gonna stop for now but i'll come back later i promise you know so i watch uh you and frank on instagram Mm -hmm. does he have his own like studio drum set recording studio yeah Yeah. so he went to um ball state for um audio engineering he he has his own studio um he was doing that for a while before we opened up the coffee shop so it's still there we just don't use it professionally really anymore we don't record bands or um, but you were doing that right yeah we were before we opened the shop yeah i was doing photography full-time and he was doing the studio full-time so and that's where i met you uh doing photography yes um like weddings and stuff how many years then Mm. Well, I started doing that, I want to say, six years, seven years before we started the business. Um, I mean, it was a hobby at first, Mm -hmm. as it is for most people. Um, And then it turned into a profession. And so I started doing weddings and, you know, kind of went on from there. So I did that for a while before we opened up the shop. And I don't do as many weddings right. now well and it, yeah the time <laughs> now your yes. shop is kind of taken over yes. the life and right kind of stuff yeah. yeah so i i still try to do some photo shoots here and there because i do enjoy doing them uh tell us about the coffee shop like why yeah what made how... you decide i want to open a coffee shop exactly yeah um it wasn't necessarily a dream as a child like mm-hmm. okay this is what i want to do you know mm-hmm. it was more so Frank and I really wanted to do something together. Our backgrounds are um, very, we have the entrepreneurial spirit in us. And so we knew we wanted to start something and we wanted to do that together. And it was more so, okay, what does Muncie need? What what does this town need? Mm -hmm. And we wanted to make it better. We wanted to do something for our community. And so we kind of looked into, okay, we need a coffee shop we need you know a high-end coffee and tea house this is what I think Muncie mm-hmm. would benefit from we looked into it we did our research we really started doing our planning for about a year before mm-hmm. we even mm-hmm. opened um because our whole philosophy 
in what we do is anything worth doing is worth doing right Mm -hmm. and we like to have all of our ducks in a row and so we we did pretty intense planning before we opened the shop so really how'd you come up with the name um frank came up with it okay yeah i think it kind of it's a play on words from like like a distillery or a brewery Mm -hmm. or you know kind of with the caffeine and then the caffeinery so that's kind of like how that became the name okay yeah so he's a very creative no man. i like it so yeah i like your so, logo and all the stuff you've yeah. done with like yes. the branding yeah. and everything so yeah thank you, guys you. Are doing a good job. and you've been very consistent. So consistent we yeah. we had uh sea salt and cinnamon on recently and yes. uh, we admire their brand as well because mm-hmm. they've done so well with uh keeping it tight and uh, and using it properly whereas mm-hmm. some other companies and other businesses we've seen don't um, do such a great job they don't do such a great job right like that. So yeah that so, was very important yeah. at least to me i was like okay you know the branding and everything we got to get that right before you know we open and so coffee's consistently good like we obviously we live yeah. there and mm-hmm. um, all is and it's a good place like priority so every time i walk in there like yeah. i see people i know it's kind of like a community yep. and and things like that so it's really cool so we're very happy that yeah you took a risk and opened a yeah a place a downtown really big risk but yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> things like that are always we're very scary. happy it yeah. is it's yeah. very scary we're like okay we're gonna we're all in you know so now how did you and uh frank meet back in the day we met um okay i have to really go was there back. a house We've party been together at college or no, pretty I'm much just... <laughs> yeah no he well yeah pretty much he he was in a band okay so he was the bass player in the okay. band and i went Do to you one remember of his shows the band's name um charlie don't surf was his band okay yeah so nice. that's yeah i went to one of his shows and so that's kind of how we connected. We have mutual friends and music, and so that's we exchanged phone numbers and just kind of went on from there. So that was like 13 years ago, over 13 years ago. Oh, okay. So yeah. we've right. been together for a while. For a while. So, mm-hmm. Nice. Now, yeah. did you go to Ball State University? I went to Ball State for a year, and then okay. I stopped. Um, I do eventually want to go back, but it, with that, I I was starting my photography business, while I was at Ball State. So okay. it was kind of starting to take off. So I thought, okay, I think I can like make a career out mm-hmm. of this. So I, I stopped going to Ball State and then I started doing photography full time. So, I mean, I eventually would like to go back, but hey, I don't know when. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like in yeah. all of your spare time, yeah. let's go also go back to school. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I have a two year music degree. So I also. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. From a Bible college that you know doesn't count for anything. So. Yeah. So I feel I feel you. I'm like oh, yeah. I want to go back to school. Right. When when would I fit that into my schedule? Mm-hmm. And do I want to go back to school with kids who are like my own kids' age now? Right. And all of that. Like, do I want to do that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? I mean, that's, I know you have so I, much spare time. I right? don't have a lot of time. <laughs> that is on Sunday, right? It is shop, on Sunday. The shop, shop is closed, closed shop on Sunday. Is, the shop is closed. We still go in and get work done. So we try to get that done as early as we can so we can kind of knock it out. Um, and then the rest of the day, we're like, okay, what do we? What should we do today? Um, I, I don't know. I play with my dogs. <laughs> we have property out in, uh, well, Frank's family has property out in Eaton. They have a really mm-hmm. big pond out there. Mm-hmm. So we like to go out there and kind of relax and it's really quiet. And get away from the Get away from mm-hmm. everybody and um, let the dogs go swimming. And, you know, that's kind of our way of having fun, you know, so... 
Now, yeah, the caffeine ray is not the only thing that that is taking up your attention right now. Right. Don't you have something brand new? Yeah. So we started a roastery. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, because why not? Enough, right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and start another business. Um, no, it's great. And you guys are like building that from scratch, we, right? Well, Pretty we have, much. we already have a building. Okay. Yeah. So we've been doing construction on the inside. Um, we're about 80% finished. We Well, we have the, the roastery up and going now. So we're able to, to roast at this moment. But the other half of it, we're um, opening up like a bar training at, like lab. So oh, if people okay. want to come in and want to learn how to be a barista, we're going to offer classes for okay. that. Um, and then it's also going to give us the ability to train, you know, employees coming in. Mm-hmm. So that way we can train them during the week and and not have to train them on a Sunday when we're closed and you right. know that kind of thing yeah. so yeah so we're really excited to have that um building right now so cool. now what's yeah. the plans for the uh, uh the roasted beans then uh yeah so we're gonna supply we're supplying at the coffee shop right now and we still offer different beans from other roasters mm-hmm. in Indiana because we like to you know, kind of mix it up a little bit and not just feature ours. But yeah, supply our shop. And then our plan is to get accounts here in Muncie um, with different like, I don't know, cafes and different restaurants if they Mm want to have, you know, our Mm -hmm. beans. Um, And then, yeah, so I think we're going to start out in Muncie and then try to go to Indianapolis and kind of all around Indiana and then kind of go from there. So yeah, right now we're just trying to get different accounts as we're opening up so no does it have a name different than the caffeine um we're calling it the reaper roasting co like company yeah Yeah. so that's kind of the name that we've come up with because reaper roasting i don't know it just sounds kind of cool you know it rolls off your tongue right right so we're like oh we'll keep the the family name in it and sounds cool so well, cool. I'm looking forward to see what the brand looks yeah. like. I haven't seen that yet. No, so. we haven't done it. We're yeah, working on it right now. We were just working it on it this morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Don't worry. Good. I'll keep you posted. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell us about working with uh, with employees. Yeah. No, it's it's fun. We're very involved. Um, Frank and I see them more than we see our own family. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we're we're right there with them with training. Training's pretty intense, I feel like. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's fun. We're all a family. We're all a team. We're pretty small, so there's um, only about six six baristas at the moment. Okay. So. Um, yeah. We're all a family. Yeah. I, I walked in there yesterday, and they're like, hey, Angie, how you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. you know my name. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've yeah. been here too much. And I can <laughs> say you've done a fantastic job in training uh, those employees because they're the yeah. best of the best. They you are. go yeah. to other coffee Thanks. shops and things like that. But uh, but these folks are on it. They remember yeah. your name. They they remember uh, what your order is. Yeah, and exactly. All of that. Yeah, they're... we're not the type of bosses either to just be like, okay, we're going to train you one day and uh, uh, go figure it out. Right. You Good know, luck. we are there. You mm-hmm. know, we're there to help them along the way. You don't just throw them out there. So, how about relationships with past employees now? Yeah, they've moved on and done other things. Yeah. So. Um, for the most part great um i we try to keep in touch with ones that have been with us for a long time like jordan he moved to vegas Mm -hmm. he was with us for years three years Mm -hmm. i would say before he moved and he helped us open up the shop and so we have a great relationship with him as well as others that i mean they still come in you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i think that that's 
That's good. I think that speaks volumes to you guys as bosses and as business owners. You know, Um, it's good. Like your your employees, when they do move away, they still want to be in contact with you instead of like, oh, I have burnt that bridge and blown things up and I never want to see them again or whatever. So I think that speaks to your ability as bosses. Yeah, thanks. All of that. And we recognize how, how hard it is. Ugh, I mean, is. we only have two employees. <laughs> we have yeah. two employees. Yeah. And just having employees, but going from, you know, just the two of you, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to build something to, oh, now we've, we've, we've got to bring somebody in to take care of the baby. Mm-hmm. And that is right. suddenly a bigger deal than, than what you originally thought yeah. it would yeah. be like. And now other people count on us, you know, for a paycheck and for their well-being and, right. and all that kind of thing. Is Right. As a business owner is a different level of stress than you might not originally anticipate yeah i don't know frank and i were we're there every single day Mm -hmm. i think they see how hard we work and what we put into the shop so it's more so well we don't want to let them down or you know so they're they're working alongside with us because they want you know the same quality that we do and so we always share the same vision you know so that's that's always nice to to have that with your employee so oh, that's great yeah we've talked in the past about angie and how people perceive her as being a business owner have mm-hmm. you had any experiences where uh somebody's like oh you're the business owner? oh every day <laughs> yeah <it's laughs> every day ridiculous yeah people are shocked people are always shocked yeah they're like oh i'd like to talk to you know the business owner and i'm yeah. like sure what can i do for you and they go oh, oh you know you? it's just yeah. always like oh, I thought it was this guy that, you know, that runs it or, you know, I'm like, like, yeah, it's both of us, you know, what can I do for you? You know, kind of thing. I just kind of laugh it off. Like, yeah. But I mean, when it happens every day, you're like, come on, people. Yeah. 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 I think in the beginning I I was, I was dismissed all the time Mm -hmm. as, you know, just this woman in business, you know? And so I, at first I was like, gosh, like, what am I doing wrong? Why, you know? And getting so upset about it. But now I, I just kind of make a joke out of it and kind of go on with my day because I have to in order to survive, really. Yeah, yeah. you just you have know, to like I laugh it off. Otherwise I can't cry. Right. And I you don't want focus. that. And I have cried, you know. I've had these <laughs> moments of just like, what am I doing, you know. But um, no, I, I can't let that, you know, take over, you know, sure. how I'm feeling that day. So, yeah. 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 But it happens every single day. day. That's why Amy bought me my boss lady plaque for Christmas. Uh When people come in and ask for the business owner, I can just Mm -hmm. point to the boss lady. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What are some things you wish you had known back when you started out? I knew that it was going to be a lot of work going into this business. I knew that we were going to be, you know, working the hardest. Um, But I, I guess I didn't realize how much time that was going to be kind of spent into Mm -hmm. the business which is fine that's part of it um but I always kind of went into it thinking oh you're you're the boss you can kind of come up with your own hours Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna take these days off and you know that kind of thing it's like not like that at all you know (laughs) you are you know you're there every single day if something goes wrong they go to you you know that kind of thing so I guess I didn't account for all the time that was going to be put into you know, my week, but it's yeah, because people are always just like, how oh, it is. You're, you can set your own hours. You can be so flexible, mm-hmm. which is great. But even when you're not at the shop and at you're, work, you're still you're thinking, still about, thinking it. about it, still working, yeah. you're still yeah. working, you go oh, on vacation, absolutely. you're still answering emails yep. and phone calls yep. and all that. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Frank and I, we try to have this balance of like, well, I more so me than he, 
he does. But I, when I am home, I'm home. And I don't want to talk about business that much. I mean, I'm fine to over dinner talk about a few things mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I have to have that balance of like, okay, this is my time to just kind of, you know, do what I need to do. Like, you know, take a, a bath or something, you know, <laughs> just, just like just relax, relax and not be bit. on all yeah. the time. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I try to cut that off, you know, as soon as I'm, I'm home, but it, it's tough. So forecasting into the future, you get towards retirement age. On my bucket list. I mean, traveling, is that like the most cliche answer? It is, <laughs> but it's okay. It, but that's okay. <laughs> I would like to travel, I think. I don't yeah. know. Maybe take a nap it, whenever it, I want to. That would be nice. <laughs> Any place in particular to take the nap at when you're traveling? I, mm, I haven't really thought about it. No. I Frank and I have been talking about going on like an Alaskan cruise. Yeah. I've heard that that's amazing. I'd really see some whales. Yes, I want to go do that. Eat like the freshest food. You know, salmon like right out of the. Yeah, I want to catch my own salmon and eat it like a bear. Yes, in your mouth. That's my. Well, I'm not sure if that's available. (laughs) It might be kind of tough. I I would be happy to. Yeah, I'd love to learn that. Yeah. (laughs) What do you want to be remembered for? Remembered for a hard worker, I guess. Um, just somebody who's passionate, caring, always willing to help with, with anything. I think I'd like to be known for just my hard work ethic and, you know, so. What's the most used emoji on your phone? My most used? Mm -hmm. Most frequent. I'm very honest. It's the eye roll emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is the poop emoji. Yes. Like every day. That's my second. I was going to say that too. Yeah. So other than coffee. Muncie is also known for its craft breweries and beer and yes. things like that. Do you have any favorites? I, I, in Muncie, yeah, the, I'm, the Guardian is my favorite. I, we love working with them. We have our coffee and one of their beers. Yes. And I totally forgot about it. Tell me about the coffee and yeah, how that came Frank about. Frank the Tank. That's yeah. what I thought. Like, wait, as it's you were coffee. talking, I'm like, wait, that's, that's named after Frank. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> a coffee stout. Yeah, so they approached us a few years ago um, and wanted to collab and... We thought, okay, yeah, we can do something like that. And that was when they were located, um, I think, where Books and Brews mm-hmm. was kind of in yeah. that area. So yeah. they were much smaller then. Yeah. And it was around that time when we had connected with them. And so they were doing, you know, small batches. Mm-hmm. And then it really took off. I think it's one of their most popular beers that yes. they sell. Yeah, yeah we, I think that would be yeah, my favorite at the moment. And it's so good. Have you guys had Frank oh, yeah. the Tank? Are I you have. Guys it's beer good. Drinkers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know I'm a big stout fan myself, so and I don't know I don't know if I'm biased because it's my own coffee, but <laughs> yeah, no, I do love it. It's refreshing, and <laughs> when I go there, I'm like, yeah, I'll take a Frank the Tank, you know, yeah. not just because my coffee's in it, but you know, I really do enjoy it, you know. Like, <laughs> now, how does Frank feel about going there and ordering it? He's, no, he's like, that's he's, my coffee. No, he's <laughs> not my like, name. No, he's not like that's that. That's how I would all. be. I take no. a picture of it and be like, that's me. right. Well, when we first went in, yeah, they yeah. had like our the sign yeah with, you know, oh, our yeah. building on there so we were in there like fangirling and like yeah. taking these, <laughs> these pictures you know but then no we're cool now, now we you're go cool. in there we're okay. casual all right <laughs> what are your dog's names 
My dog's names? Yes. Uh, Jude and Ruby. Okay. Are they big dogs or little dogs? Um, Ruby is a big dog. She's a border collie. And then Jude is a mini Australian shepherd. Okay. So she's she's little, but she acts like she's She thinks of, she's a big yep, dog. Yep. Yeah. And she a, runs the show. I'm a cat person. Do, any cats? We have two cats. Two cats? Yep. Brother and sister. Um, they're 11 years old now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kitties. I know they're what getting are their older. Names? Boots and Max. Okay. Yeah. So we've had them for quite a while. But yeah. You're yeah. a cat person, husband? Yes. I'm barn cats. Oh, okay. I'm like, just discovering I, this. I'm like, we don't have, <laughs> we do not have cats. The dog thing's killing me. I, I, I I'm not a dog person and okay. we have an inside dog at this point, dog. which is my fault because I got it for Zuzu okay. for, for Christmas, Christmas last year. Santa okay. got it for and Zuzu. Santa made Christmas last year. That's for right. sure. But, but now I'm like, I'll take a barn cat anytime. Over <laughs> yeah. Over dogs. inside, stinky inside. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I lived on a farm when I was really, really little. Mm-hmm. And so we had so many cats so many barn cats so i can relate to that They're oh yeah great uh, barn cats are fine yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down with that all of ours are about ready to have spring kitties so. i'm sure oh, we're gosh. going to get an explosion of kitties and we have a five-year-old who is just gonna go yes i, no, I can relate to that <laughs> it's just I really can't. yes no one of my favorite pictures of me as a kid is just like me sitting in this big box and just full of all these kittens and i'm like squeezing them and like <laughs> We well, have pictures of Zeus like that too. I'm like, yes. Be nice to yeah. Kitties. Right. But that's okay. Yeah. Oh, very good. Thank you so much for being Thanks our for guest today. Me. Yeah, Thanks this for is stopping amazing. in. It's no, I'm fun. so excited that you guys are doing this. So this is this is great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank we'll you. See you later. So Angie and I see a lot of presentations out there. We go businesses and organizations. We're in. I'm in Rotary. You're in. I'm in Altrusa. I'm in WIBU. We go to all kinds of presentations and we give presentations. Like we see a lot of these things, and a lot of them are great. But there is something you hate I, when it comes to presentations. Yes. I mean, there's probably lots of things I hate, but the thing I hate the most is when people read from their slides. What do you mean by that? You mean it's up on the screen? It's up on the screen. You've got your bullet points. I've got eyeballs. I have eyeballs. I can read it. I can read it. And they read it. And they read it to me. Like, don't do that. I, it is one thing to have a slide that goes along with your point. It, you can put your points on your slides. But like when you go to a presentation and there's like a paragraph on there and the presenter is reading that paragraph to you, I'm like, I number one, I have already looked at that slide. I have already read it. Because I'm a fairly fast reader. Uh, I've already read it while you're talking and also reading it to me. So I am not in kindergarten. I can read the slide in front of me. Um, if you want to use your slides as like supplemental material. So you've got like a cute picture and like your basic point or whatever. Or graphs to illustrate the point that you're talking about or whatever. Those are great. The ones that are bad are where it's got your entire presentation on there. And you're just going to read it word for word. That's... That's no good. That's no yes. bueno. Don't don't, don't do, do that. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Some of the bre- best presentations I've seen, they just have a few words, maybe a, a, an right. engaging photo. That's it. The person's there. Right, because you are the, the pre- storyteller. Yes, you are the presenter. Like if I do a presentation, I am the presenter. I am the expert. Supposedly, I have the information, so I should be able, I should be able to tell the story. 
get the audience engaged, do all that kind of stuff um, instead of reading my slide to the audience because that's not that's not engaging. Nobody thinks that's fun. Now you also see people who take like pictures of the slides. Yes, like, all the time. I all the time, which uh, I do that. But I uh, never go back and look at it. Do you ever go back and look at that? No. No, I'm just posting it on social at that point. Yeah, or to look cool. Like, look at me. I'm the A-plus student in this class who's paying attention. So, yeah. Because we are way too busy. We're there watching a presentation because we're not going to read all the book and the data behind it. Right. Like, I could read that same book that you read to make this presentation, which is fine. But, like, I'll just listen to you tell me the digestible nuggets or whatever. So, just don't read. Don't read from your slides. We all are grown-ups. We all can read. Don't read from your slides. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or you can find us on Facebook just by searching goneboss. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy, for sponsoring us today. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone boss.